It's a jungle out there The year 2018 I didn't think We'd still be sorting babies into blue and pink And all our progress Well I wonder what it means That the only girls close that work for me Turn out to be boyfriend jeans Well that's fine Cause I decline A narrow set of rules that just don't work Cause these red lines well, they're not mine And if you need me you can find me ironing my shirt Cause I'm in black tie tonight Get a postcard to mine Year 11 self in a year 11 hell Saying everything's gonna be alright No you won't grow out of it You will find clothes that fit is the future we're a patriarchal structure and you never will surrender to a narrow view of gender and i swear there'll come a day when you won't worry what they say on the labels on the doors you will figure out what's yours and it's a bloody nightmare Trying to fight the spread of bigotry and fear That's uniting Piers Morgan and Jermaine Greer And all our progress, yeah I wonder who it's for When I dare to utter that trans lives matter And all I got was a turf war, well that's fine Cause I decline Your narrow set of rules, they just don't work These red lines, but they're not mine and if you need me, you can find me ironing my shirt Cause I'm in black tie tonight Get a postcard to mine Year 11 self in a year 11 hell Saying everything's gonna be alright No, you won't grow out of it You will find clothes that fit And the image is the future We're a patriarchal structure And you never will surrender to a narrow view of gender And I swear there'll come a day when you won't worry what they say On the labels, on the doors, you will figure out what's yours You will figure out what's yours And that it's got nothing to do with fitting neatly in a box Constructed to make it seem like people come in just two teams And anything that's in between ain't good enough And you will love And you'll be loved And you're in black tie tonight Get a postcard to my year 11 self In a year 11 hell Darling everything's gonna be alright no, you won't grow out of it You will find clothes that fit And the image is the future We're a patriarchal structure No, you never will surrender To that narrow view of gender And there's folks you've yet to meet But you're exactly up their street And they've been waiting just as long To hear someone sing this song And better days are on their way When it won't matter what they say on the labels, on the doors You will figure out what's yours And girl, you're gonna be so happy 
just fine And girl, you're gonna be so happy Down the line, down the line And that is Black Tie. That is Grace Petrie's latest song off of her brand new album, Queer as Folk. A great anthem that she sings to her 11-year-old self and all the other 11-year and 12-year and 15 and 18 and 20 and 50-year-olds out there that aren't all entirely sure of themselves and are still figuring things out. You might remember Grace Petrie because she was the featured artist back on episode 56 just a few episodes ago. So uh, check out her new album. You won't regret it. Welcome to Polyrical, a podcast of political music, a soundtrack for the resistance, a topical solution for the political revolution. If you want to, I want to hear from you. So if you want me to hear what you have to say, uh, you can go on polyrical.com. You can click on the link to submit a request or to send me an email, or you can send me an email directly at polyrical at gmail.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter at polyrical. Here is Matt Paulson off the album Don't Mourn, Organize, Songs of Labor songwriter Joe Hill. This is Mr. Block. Please give me your attention. I'll introduce to you a man that is a credit to our red, white, and blue. His head is made of lumber and solid as a rock. He is a common worker and his name is Mr. Block. And Block, he thinks he may be president someday. Oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. You take the cake, you make me ache Tie your rock on your block and then jump in the lake Can you do that for liberty's sake? Yes, Mr. Block is lucky, he found a job by G The shark got seven dollars for job and fare and fee They shipped him to a desert and dumped him with his truck but when he tried to find his job, he sure was out of luck. He shouted, that's the raw. I'll fix them with a law. Oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. You take the cake, you make me ache. Tie a rock on your block and then jump in the lake. Kindly do that for liberty's sake. The money kings in Cuba blow up the gunboat main, but block it off all angry and blamed it all on Spain. He went right in a battle and there he lost his leg, and now he's peddling showstrings and he's walking on a pen. He shouts, remember Maine, hooray to hell with Spain. Oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. You take the cake, 
You make me ache Tie your rock on your block And then jump in the lake Kindly do that for liberty's sake Poor Blocky died one evening I'm very glad to stay he climbed the golden leather up to the pearly gate. He said, oh, Mr. Peter, one word I'd like to tell. I'd like to meet the Esterbilts and John D. Rockefeller. Oh, Pete said, is that so? You'll meet them down below. Oh, Mr. Black, you were born by mistake. You take the cake. You make me ache, tie your rock on your block and then jump in the lake. Kindly do that for liberty's sake. And that will bring us to our topic of the episode. The topic of the episode, this episode, is Prison Strike. There uh, just ended a large prison strike in the U.S., Here's a little blurb about it from boingboing.net. For the second time in two years, America's prisoners have staged a mass coordinated strike demanding an end to slave labor for incarcerated people, channels for redress of grievances, an end to racial discrimination in the American penal system, access to rehabilitation programs, the reinstatement of Pell Grants, the right of ex-prisoners to vote, and the right of rehabilitated prisoners to be paroled. The strike ran from August 21 to September 8. Prisoners participated through Quote, work stoppages, spending boycotts, sit-ins, and hunger strikes face brutal retaliation for their participation, including torture in the form of extended solitary confinement. America is the world's most prolific and indiscriminate jailer, imprisoning more people and a greater proportion of its population than any other country in the history of the world. More black men are imprisoned in America today than were ever imprisoned in apartheid-era South Africa. And after a few songs, we're going to hear the list of demands. I will cover those. There's 10 demands that the uh, prison strike is focused on resolving. And uh, But before that, here is Noam Chomsky with a few words. Uh, this is called Prison Labor and is off of the album Free Market Fantasies, Capitalism, in the real world. Uh, so prisons are going up, uh, and, uh, uh, it's, uh, and that has a lot of side benefits, uh, apart from just getting rid of the superfluous population. It is a source of cheap labor, so prison labor is going way up. Uh, cheap labor, you don't have to worry about unions, no benefits, they don't get out of line, uh, for, and that also naturally undercuts wages elsewhere. So when, just like forcing welfare mothers to work, you know, Raising children isn't work, as anybody knows who's had children. Uh, so you have to drive them to work, kind of like people who go to, you know, Fidelity Investment to figure out scams about how to deal with the security market. You really want these people to work, but since there's no jobs for them, they're going to work at low-paid or sub publicly subsidized wages, which will undercut other wages. And the same with uh, uh, prison labor. Uh, all, in fact, the scale of prison construction. Uh, which is a kind of Keynesian stimulus to the economy anyway, but its scale has become so enormous that even high-tech industry 
you know, the guys who are usually just ripping off the Pentagon system, they're beginning to look at it, figuring out, uh, recognizing that uh, high-tech surveillance devices and so on may be another way to sort of get the transfer of public funds to make sure that uh, high-tech industry keeps moving. It's reached, it's not the scale of the Pentagon, but it's going up. And here is Nina Simone off of the album Nina Simone's Finest Hour. This is Work Song. Breaking rocks out here on the chain gang Breaking rocks and serving my time Breaking rocks out here on the chain gang Cause the done convicted me a crime Hold it steady right there while I hit it well, I reckon that ought to get it been working and working, but I still got so terribly far to go. I committed crime, Lord, I need crime of being hungry and poor. I left the grocery store and breathing when they caught me robbing a store. Hold it steady right there while I hit it. Well, I reckon that ought to get it been working and working, but I still got so terribly far to go. I heard the judge say five years on chain gang, you gonna go. I heard the judge say five years of labor. I heard my old man scream, Lord, he knows. Hold it right there while I hear it. Well, I reckon that ought to get it been working and working. But I still got so terribly far to go. Sweet honey, baby, I'm gonna break this chain off the run. I'm gonna lay down somewhere shady. Lord, I sure am hard in the sun. Hold it right there while I hit it. Well, I reckon that ought to get it been working and working, working and slaving. Something saying, that's the sound of the men working on the chain. 
Somebody say That's the sound of the men Working on the chain Gang That's the sound of the men Working on the chain Gang Can't you hear them saying hmm, I'm going home One of these days I'm going home See my woman Whom I love so dear But meanwhile I've got to work right here That's the sound of the men Working on the chain Gang That's the sound of the men Working on the chain Gang All day long they're saying My, 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 my My work is so hard Give me water I'm thirsty, my My work is so hard, oh, my, 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 my work is so hard, So what exactly are the key demands of the prison strike? So the prison strike's list of demands are as follows. One, the immediate improvements to the conditions of prisons and prison policies that recognize the humanity of imprisoned persons. Two, an immediate end to prison slavery. All persons imprisoned in any place of detention under United States jurisdiction must be paid the prevailing wage in their state or territory for their labor. Number three, the Prison Litigation Reform Act must be rescinded allowing imprisoned humans a proper channel to address grievances and violations of their rights. Number four, the Truth in Sentencing Act and the Sentencing Reform Act must be rescinded so that imprisoned humans have a possibility of rehabilitation and parole. No human shall be sentenced to death by incarceration or serve any sentence without the possibility of parole. Number five, an immediate end to the racial overcharging, oversentencing, and parole denials of black and brown humans. Black humans shall no longer be denied parole because the victim of the crime was white, which is a particular problem in southern states. Number six, an immediate end to racist gang enhancement laws targeting black and brown humans. Number seven, no imprisoned human shall be denied access to rehabilitation programs at their place of detention because of their label as a violent offender. Number eight, 
state prisons must be funded specifically to offer more rehabilitation services. Number nine, Pell Grants must be reinstated in all U.S. states and territories. And number 10, the voting rights of all confined citizens serving prison sentences, pretrial detainees, and so-called, quote, ex-felons must be counted. Representation is demanded. All voices count. And here is Howard Zinn from A People's History of the United States, Disc 2. This is called Strikes, Unions, and Civil Disobedience. So what, what would I be saying about labor struggles in the 90s if we were writing at the end of the 90s? Or even writing now, I suppose. Well, she's talking about the fact that her sister is on strike with the strikers of the Detroit Free Press and, and wonders about the historical recognition of labor struggles that are going on in the 90s. And she also asks about the future and what the election of Sweeney, and head of the AFL-CIO, means. I know the answers to all these questions. Uh, uh, I mean, wh why do you think I was invited here? <laughs> but uh, now, we already have, right, in, in, uh, in this part of the 90s that we've lived, we already have had many labor struggles that have gone on that were unreported in the press and that could very easily be overlooked in history. I mean, they aren't the great, you know, they aren't like the great you know, San Francisco strike of 34 or, or the, the, the sit-down strikes of 36, 37. But we always, we always have labor struggles going on which, which uh, only the people involved in them seem to know about because the, the media simply don't report those things. And so most of the people in the country don't even know about the strike at the Daily Free Press, uh, at the Detroit Free Press, uh, just as most of the people don't know about the, the, the long strike that's been going on in Decatur, Illinois, uh, which uh, a very bitter, bitter strike. Most people don't know that a few years ago there was a strike of restaurant workers in Minneapolis. And uh, restaurant workers, uh, hotel and restaurant workers union. And the hotel and restaurant workers went on strike against this hotel in Minneapolis. And they were out on the picket line in the winter months and out and out and it didn't seem they were gonna win. Then they, they decided to have a session in which they felt they had to do something more. They called in somebody who, who had been very active in the anti-war movement days in Minneapolis and been active since then, who, who had engaged in and organized many acts of civil disobedience. They decided they had to move on to civil disobedience. And, and so he came, uh, this uh, mysterious stranger, uh, came and, and uh, talked to them about uh, civil disobedience and nonviolent action. And, and after that, they organized themselves. They went into the lobby of the hotel. They occupied it. They sat down. They refused to move. And they won their strike. And the point is, uh, who ever heard of it? 
So in order, for, in, in order for the history of the labor struggle in the 90s to be recorded, uh, people are, we're gonna, we have a big job to do. People have to notice what is going on in their locality and spread the word to other localities. And we all have to become, in a way, historians. We all have to become communicators. We have to make up for what the mass media don't do uh, in, in order to to spread the word in order to encourage people about the fact that people in other parts of the country are doing things. Senior Citizen Center for a long time up there in Seattle, Washington. Jack had spent most of his life in the forest as a logger or timber beast, they called him in those days, because you were treated like an animal. There were no bunk houses. He recalled sleeping on the ground with his fellow workers with their wet clothes from the rainforest piled in a heap next to the fire, hoping that they would be dry by the time to go to work the next day. Spoke many different languages in the forest and they could hardly talk to each other. It was just like Lawrence. He said most of them had never been to school. Uh, most of them couldn't read or write. Jack Miller could remember the Verona. There was a shingle weaver strike up at Everett, Washington. It was called the Everett Massacre. It's another one of those that didn't make it into the history books. The Wobblies, they chartered a steam launch called the Verona. And they had it sailed up there to Everett, bringing strike relief. And as the boat sailed into the pier, Sheriff McRae had ringed the whole pier with armed deputies. He just deputized every drunk in every bar in town and put a rifle in their hand. Well, they surrounded the boat. And when the lord of the gangplank, Sheriff McRae walked to the end of it and said, who are your leaders here? And they shouted back with one voice, we are all leaders here. Well, that scared the tar out of the law, you know and they began shooting. Those deputies began shooting. A lot of those wobblies were killed. Some of the deputies were killed in the crossfire, though. So when the wobblies, and those that survived, made it back to Seattle, they were arrested. And they were thrown in the Snohomish County Jail on a charge of murder. A whole bunch of them. Well, that, that jail was a, an all-steel jail. It was the newest affair, all made out of steel. It had just barely opened, so the heat wasn't on, and there was no blankets, and you couldn't get any smokes. So those wobblies, they passed a note from one cell block to the other. And then by common consent, the next day, they were all gathered in the middle of each cell block. And when the noon whistle blew, they began to jump up and down simultaneously, up and down, up and down, singing all the time. And finally, they hit the resonating frequency of that jail and cracked the south wall. They broke the jail. And Jack Miller said, thus proving everlastingly what a union is, a way to get things done together that you can't get done alone. Now Jack said, you know, we didn't have any intellectual life. 
We lived in our emotions. We were passionate people. And we were comfortable in our emotions. We made commitments to struggle emotionally, commitments for which there are no words. But those commitments carried us through 50, 60 years of struggle. He said, you show me people who make the same commitments intellectually, and I don't know where they'll be next week. Kind of stern, isn't it? Well, he said, armed only with our sense of degradation as human beings, we came together and organized and change the condition of our lives. Now this is the hard thing he said. Why can't you young people, with all you've got, do the same thing? on earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one but the union makes us strong solidarity forever solidarity forever solidarity forever for the union makes us strong now they have taken untold millions they never toil to earn but without our brain and muscle not a single wheel could turn we can break their haughty power gain our freedom when we learn that the union makes us strong solidarity forever solidarity forever solidarity forever 
our hands is placed the power greater than their hoarded gold, greater than the might of armies magnified a thousandfold. We can bring to birth a new world from the ashes of the old, for the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever, solidarity forever, solidarity forever, for the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever, solidarity forever, That was Joe Glazer singing Solidarity Forever from the album Classic Labor Songs from Smithsonian Folkways. Before that, we heard Utah Phillips and Ani DeFranco teaming up on Fellow Workers, one of two albums that Ani DeFranco and Utah Phillips did together. Uh, That song was called Why Come? And here are a few more words from Utah Phillips. This is off the album Making Speech Free. This is a strike is a massive act of free speech. Yeah, the labor movement, free speech. Well, a strike is a massive act of free speech, isn't it? Free speech. I I do understand the 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 need for legislative action. I do understand the need for judicial action, but I also understand that it's absolutely essential that we have action on the shop floor, action in the workplace, direct action. I'm not talking about them competing, I'm talking about them two hands of the same body working together, you understand? Rather than throwing rocks at each other like they do in the environmental movement. Shop, job action, Action on the shop floor. Well, it's always been that way in the labor movement, the struggle to build workplace democracy. Uh, these old immigrant people I sing about, you know, that never knew democracy, never knew freedom where they came from. They came over to this country and they saw that ballot box and they saw those political parties. They embraced the tools of democracy, embraced them, fell in love with them. Took about a year to figure out that if you brought those same tools into the workplace, they called out the National Guard and gunned you down. Took about a year to figure out that the boss wasn't and isn't serious about democracy. So the worker's got to be serious about democracy. But building democracy where you live and work, democracy between you and your workmates, you and your lover, you and your children, Building democracy where we live and work, because if we can't do it there, the biggest damn ballot box in the world won't do it for us. All right? So that's what the labor movement stake in this is. That'll bring us to our artist of the episode. The artist of the episode. This episode is Rage Against the Machine, a huge band back in the 90s. Here's a little blurb off of wikipedia rage against the machine is an american rock band from los angeles california formed in 1991 the group consists of vocalist zach de la rocha 
bassist and backing vocalist Tim Comerford, guitarist Tom Morello, and drummer Brad Wilk. Rage Against the Machine is well known for the members' revolutionary political views, which are expressed in many of the band's songs. As of 2010, they had sold over 16 million records worldwide. Uh, But in the year 2000, Rage Against the Machine disbanded after growing creative differences led to Zach DeLaRoche's departure. Uh, the remaining members of the band went on to form Audio Slave with Chris Cornell, um, and since that time, uh, have uh, formed a new band, um, Prophets of Rage, which I have featured on a previous episode as well. So, getting us started, here is Rage Against the Machine off their debut album, Rage Against the Machine. This is Bomb Track. Watch your burn! 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 Yes, you're gonna burn! 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 Yes, you're 
that was down on the street off of the album Renegades. The members of Rage Against the Machine are well known for their leftist and revolutionary political views, and almost all of the band's songs focus on these views. Key to the band's identity, Rage Against the Machine has voiced viewpoints highly critical of the domestic and foreign policies of current and previous U.S. governments. Throughout its existence, Rage Against the Machine and its individual members participated in political protests and other activism to advocate these beliefs. The band sees its music as a vehicle for social activism. De La Rocha explained, quote, I'm interested in spreading the, those ideas through art because music has the power to cross borders, to break military sieges, and to establish real dialogue. Morello said of wage slavery in America, quote, America touts itself as the land of the free, but the number one freedom that you and I have is a freedom to enter into a subservient role in the workplace. Once you exercise this freedom, you've lost all control over what you do, what is produced, and how it is produced. And in the end, the product doesn't belong to you. The only way you can avoid bosses and jobs is if you don't care about making a living, which leads to the second freedom, the freedom to starve. This song is also off their debut album. This is Know Your Enemy.
And wrapping up our set of Rage Against the Machine, that was Sleep Now in the Fire off their album, The Battle of Los Angeles. Here is Good Charlotte off of the compilation album Liberation, Songs to Benefit PETA. This is Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. I see it on TV, I read it in the magazines, celebrities who want sympathy. All they do is piss and moan inside the Rolling Stones, talking about a hard life can be. I like to see them spend a week living life out on the street. I don't think they would survive. I think it's been a day or two walking in someone else's shoes. I think they'd stumble and they'd But there's no such thing as 25 to life As long as you got the cash to pay for Cochran I didn't you know if you were caught and you were smoking crack The Thomas wouldn't even want to take you back You could always just run for mayor of D.C. I like to see them spend a week Living life out on the street I don't think they would survive They could spend a day or two Walking in someone else's shoes Think they stumble and they fall They would fall Lifestyle to the rich and the famous They're always complaining Always complaining If money is such a problem Yeah, they got mansions Think we should run just about wrap up this episode of Polyrical. Remember, you can email me at polyrical at gmail.com. You can follow at Polyrical on Twitter, and you can support this podcast by making a monthly pledge at polyrical.com. So, wrapping up this episode, this is the Dresden Dolls. This is off the album No Virginia, and the song is called Lonesome Organist Rapes Page Turner.
Thanks for listening. He told me that I knew just what to laugh at. And I wanted to, but I just couldn't.